and today. Of course. Oh, uh, and we are live, and I'm not even ready. It went live really fast this time. Normally, I it, takes... it clicked right on. I, I know. Now I got to. Now I got to go find the, <laughs> find the, crap. Okay, you said retro is in retrograde, right? And Mercury's in retrograde. Mercury is, is in retrograde. I'm having a hard time. Yep. All right. There we go. Let's get to this video file. Our opening. I love this though. We're so transparent and real. In a world of divisiveness, we bring you diversity. In a world of hate, we bring you love. In a world of fear, we inspire you to live. And now, laughing, loving, and alive with your hosts, Rain Thomas, Elmer J. Howard, and Dr. Kevin. Hello, hello. I am. Uh, I don't know who I am this night, this week. <laughs> this is starting. I'd like off. to introduce. I'd like to introduce to you, Clueless. <laughs> yes, I am Clueless. <laughs> and you are, young lady. Uh, you know what? I didn't know who I was either, but it's really warm here, so I will say I'm the heat meister. <laughs> Okay, well, and I am Oscar Wilde. Woo! Just remind you of of one of the things I said. At times, we may all lie in the gutter, but it's those of us that are staring at the stars that count. I will take that into advisement at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on! But it's true. It's well, true. you know, the important thing, even when you're down, as long as you're looking, you know, looking for the, you know, the way yeah. up, whatever. So give us a clue, Mr. Clueless. What's up with you these days? Besides, you know, you know, a tech guy during Mercury retrograde is kind of like a lunatic on the full moon. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Homeowner. Yeah. So, yes, things have been really, really, really busy. I still got tax returns. I, I've got to finish the extended tax returns. Um, we've got the the home ownership, which is, you know, that's taking up eight hours or more a week. Because um, I go over there and try to clean up and maintain it and, you know, manage the accounting and all that stuff. Um, we're rebranding New Hampshire Metaphysical. We're rebranding my my accounting firm. We're doing new websites for both those companies. And then towards the end of this month, we're starting the process for Dr. Kevin's branding. Um, we've got, uh, you know, I've got the film thing that's happening, um, which is, that's been super busy recently because we started the um, offering and we weren't ready with everything, all the pieces, but we find, I finally got that done after 20 hours this weekend. So it's just been, yeah, I've been super busy. I hope it was a good piece for 20 hours. <laughs> a great piece, not a good piece. A great piece. <laughs> so, wow. oh, hot one. You, well, you've been popping a lot of corn lately. What's up with you? Oh, you know, the same stuff, like thousands of auditions, and then somebody sees you. Um, I was really excited. I had a role um, in uh, Good Luck, Bad Times, which will be out soon. It was shot in Samstown here, which was super fun at 3 a.m. And uh, Chris Finan, the producer, he was, when he said, 
we started 3.30, he meant 3.30. I mean, he was no joke. And you know how much I love that because I'm never late. And um, he says, you want to go over your lines before you want to go? No, I don't. I'm ready. You guys know me. I'm ready. So that was super fun. I got to play a Southern teller at the uh, behind the cage that is absolutely sick of people coming up there with their ridiculous stories. So that's fun. And it looks like I have another gig. I can tell you this one kind of. I don't know if I got it, but they kind of are leaning my way. But it's one of those actor portrayals. Yeah, leaning, you know. It's one of those actor portrayal commercials where you're like, this is an actor, but people are supposed to trust what you're selling. So I always thought those were fun. I've done them before, but I always thought those were funny and fun because people see you on the street and then they ask you, did it work or should they try it? I'm like, did you not see that act of portrayal on the bottom? And you know, speaking of that, they don't care. They're looking for easy access. And I have a great story about that. It's a quick story. So I have a friend who, like me, auditions all the time. And about 10 years ago, he got a national commercial for um, Athlete's Foot. And so, of course, he took the commercial and, you know, so on and so forth. So he said when he he never even thought about it because, you know, it aired a few months later and he was going to the gym and like people would he'd sit next to someone. They would get up and walk away. And he didn't think about it at first. He said he only thought about it after about two weeks when he went to his mom's house. They were throwing a cookout. And he said, you know, I was putting on my flip flops. She's like, honey, do you mind leaving your socks on? And he's like, why would I leave my socks on? I'm getting in the pool. She's like, I don't want you to get in the pool because you have athletes. <laughs> so all these people at the gym think he's carrying this athlete's fungus on his foot. He's in it says actor portrayal. <laughs> well, so there's that. Yes. Well, you know, people don't read those things. So what are you gonna do? I know. So that's what I've been up to, um, just still cranking it out, cranking it out, you know, my daily cranking out. And my birthday's coming up, so I'm looking forward to celebrating it everywhere. Uh, and that's and, it. And that day would be? June 1st through the rest of the year. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's an actual day. It's the 15th, but that would be every day. And Dr. Kevin, by the way, your hair looks sensational. You know, it's so funny. I, I, cause I did a thought for the day and I had somebody reach out to me. Um, and they said to me something about, they said, um, they go, I really liked your hair. What did you do? Uh, or yeah, I really liked how you styled your hair. Uh, how did you do it or something? And I said, pillow. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. I got up. It was first thing in the morning. I, you know, I wore my hat most of the day today because it's we're having a little heat wave here. It was in the 90s yesterday and today. Wow. Um, and yesterday I was at my niece's outdoor law graduation. My niece is a lawyer. Yay. Yay, niece. Yay, Miss Janice. Yay. We're so proud of you. But we're sitting. Oh. 
I am sitting in that tent and I am fanning for all I'm worth with my big old straw hat. Ugh. Yeah. I could grab the hat I was wearing. Elmer knows it. I, he was with me when I bought it in New Orleans. It's this big, I got this big hat on and I was like, like huh. so yeah. Jeff and I were up in Concord for the weekend because we did, did that and we did the gay men's chorus and we went out to dinner and then we had church this morning and and uh, we're both taking a mental health day tomorrow, which doesn't happen very often. So tomorrow is like, yep, I moved all my clients. He took the day off and we're just doing a whole lot of just being the two of us. Yeah, so, good, good. But, yeah. So I do want to say something because you guys kind of surprised me and I want to, you know, I don't want to take up too much time because we like to get the guest in by a certain time. Mm-hmm. We're sitting here going, are they ever going, I'm sitting here for what? And she's uh, in 3D today too. And she's in 3D. Uh, but uh, but two but two things. Um, one is, so, you know, we were talking off air. I put out a thought for the day. I put off a TikTok. And somebody... I guess, and you guys cleaned up the mess because I've been sharing them on Laughing, Loving, and Alive. And somebody went ballistic because they didn't agree with me. And after Elmo referenced the point post, I know just what the post is. Um, and, you know, in the post, in, the, in my thought for the day, I clearly said, I am okay with supporting you for whatever you believe, but please don't assume everything you believe applies to me because I might not believe it. And I'm not going to talk about the topic that we that we were talking that I was talking about in it because you don't want to talk about it, Rain. But uh, it, I it, I don't even know what it was. Yeah, no, no, it was the one I did on abortion. Ah, aha, okay. Uh-huh. Yep. And I just said, you know, there's a lot of statements being made, and I just need people to understand that that's your assumption based on your view. And I get that your assumption based on your view is okay, but you have no more proof of what you believe than what I believe. And this is what I believe. And I shared it. And the guy went absolutely ballistic. And like, I guess he said, I mean, I didn't see any of this. He said, he's, he can't ever watch the show again and blah, blah, blah. And all of this stuff. But that's the only one I, I think I mentioned the word soul in was, you know, just my, my view, which I think I shared on when we did the suicide show, I was sharing my perspective on somebody who's been talking to dead people for 50 plus odd years that this was my experience and you didn't have to believe in it. But, you know, to people that are watching this, polite, respectful disagreement, we're okay with. If you go, you know, I just think you're off the mark or whatever, we're okay with that. I don't mind being disagreed with. If you're going to be disrespectful, holier than thou, we have Mr. Elmer, who who has a Heisman Trophy for blocking. Uh, (laughs) Every major NFL team, NFL team, in the country would like him for his blocking expertise. <laughs> and we have no hesitation if you are going to be a jackass to put a plug in it so you can go bray somewhere else. So I just want to make that very clear to people. We're okay with people not sharing our opinion. We're not okay with you being jackasses about it. There's no need for that. And like I always say to people, if I say something you don't agree with it, that's fine. If I say something and it really irritates you, you probably need to look at it because it's got a truth you don't want to look at. So there we go. He's probably not watching anymore because he's been blocked, but who knows? But if anybody else is thinking about going there and you know going at 
any of the three of us is probably most likely to be me. I've got the biggest mouth. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. That's weirdos. <laughs> so and yes, and they all go to they go to rain. She yeah. is my, she is my mother Mary. She is she yes. Is Saint yeah. Rain in the desert. Yeah. Who they yeah, go yeah, and yeah. they complain <laughs> about the Antichrist over here. Yeah, that's it's yeah, my life. My yeah, life. well, sorry. So you know what? I'm gonna sh save my other announcement for the other show because I want to be respectful to the guest. I do have okay. some exciting things, some brand new exciting things going on. Um, but we'll get to that in our next show because we'll be back around in two weeks. And in two weeks, I'll be in Phoenix doing the show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And then All you right. will be really hot. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, should Rain. I bring this person? Oh, what were you going to say? Rain what? Rain, you want to bring her on? <laughs> you want to introduce yeah, her? Yeah, you know what? This, this young woman, you know, is funny because we had on the show previously. And my husband was like her fan for this cookbook, Eat Happy. And my husband is not a cook or a chef or any of that stuff. But he just loved that because Vinny, who I can't seem to get anymore, he's so popular. They ah, have this no ah. brain gluten thing going on. And I just, the recipes were so simple and so delicious. And it took me like no time. And I felt great. I started sleeping better. And he goes, oh, she's a comedian. And I said, no, I think we're talking about two different people. We're talking about the cookie. He goes, no, she's a comedian first. And then they eat happy. And then all of a sudden, there were all these like things, these products she brought for everybody that were just like eat happy spices. And then people started sending me messages. How do we get her products? I'm like, how about you send her a message? It's just look up eat Please happy. Do. Please message me constantly. Thank you. Yes. I'm like, but they, they know me. So they'll say where to get it. And then they take a picture of your book or your spices and text it to me. I'm like, okay. Um, do you like it? So obviously they must great, like it. Yes. Great. Stuff. Good. Great person. I my work it. here is done. My work here. Do you still have to leave early by any chance? I just have to leave at the top of the hour. We're good. Okay, she has to leave at the top of the hour. So I'm going to go ahead and turn this over to Dr. Kevin because apparently I'm not getting any crab cakes tonight <laughs> um, or any pasta she's, or anything She's else. never going to let me hear the end of it. Never. Ask uh, Chef Nichols, who sent, who overnighted me his grandpa's bread pudding because I wouldn't, okay, it looked well, so delicious. He like overnighted it to me. That's a really hard act to follow. <laughs> but not she's not going to bother, beggar. <laughs> Shameless. Shameless. But Shameless. Did anybody notice? Nobody noticed. Thank you for noticing that I fixed the aspect ratio of my camera. Elmer noticed. I can tell. Oh, I did. Well, I can see you. They don't. I don't think they can see you. Messing when, around. I can see the yeah you yeah. down there. A couple of times, I thought somebody was trying to get my attention. I'm like, what's that? Like, oh, it's no, just her. No, I'm just, I'm just a perfectionist, and I have to figure out my aspect ratio. Hi guys. Thanks for having me. We love so having I you. Know I dressed for tonight's show. Thank this, you. Is it, this is an apron that was my grandmother's that hey, I put inherited. Put your camera down a little bit so we can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like the, hey. what is it called? The, the, the bric-a-brac. What is the thing that's like this, this, the squiggly bric-a-brac yeah, on the side. The, I love yeah, it. Yep. Yeah, it's got that. And it's got the little yeah thing here. This mm -hmm. this actually dates back to I remember her wearing this when I was a kid in the sixties. 
I love it. That's a great apron. Yeah, it's beautiful. So I dug it out just for tonight's show in honor of- Thank you. Although next time we should make something together for the show. Yes, we should. While I- You didn't think of that. I would would be down for making something. I'm all about, you know, some, you know, good old, good old hush puppies, deep fried and lots of oil and, you know- Uh, Wrong chef. Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'd make them, but it wouldn't be made out of cauliflower. Well, there you have it. All flower hush puppies, folks. We'll do it. Anything's possible. Oh, I'll do it. I've been through your book, so I know it's possible. I tried the. It is. Is it Clafoudi? It's a French. It's a French. It's almost like a custard berry situation. Not quite a cake, not quite a custard. I've I've made it like 10 times out of your book. And I mean, I made it 10 times in like two weeks because. And I, I kid you not, when I first got the book, I'm like, this is that Kofudi stuff. I'm like, okay, this has the potential to be really good or really disgusting. Right. And I made it the first night just a little bit. And I was like, okay, I need to make this the next day. And mm-hmm. I made it like 10 times in two weeks. Because and also this is a fun name to say. Clifudi. 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 off of you. Stick it up your Clifudi. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Insulted. <laughs> Stick your color foodie right here. Mm-hmm. That's what Elmer can put in there under the comments when people don't like what we're talking about. Yeah, stick it yeah. up before he blocks. He he warns them with a clafuti message. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm turning this over to Dr. Your, Kevin. Your color foodie and your patootie are getting ready to have them both hit in the door on the way out of Live yeah. Alive. Uh, I have a question alive no more. for Anna already. Okay, so I'll get to my <laughs> question, Santa. Go ahead. This person says, I love you Anna, is there some place I can watch you make everything live? Oh, that's a great question. Making it live, usually Instagram every Tuesday at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern, I will make something. This past week was pesto. I did a full comprehensive, because see, here's the thing. I can make pesto in my sleep blindfolded on quaaludes. I've made it so many times. But people ask about the pesto and you know what I mean? So I do like a 101. So I do like the whole comprehensive. And I I always do a half an hour every Tuesday. You can go back and see. There's a million of them every Tuesday. That's probably the best place. And then you can ask questions live and I can pass along information. I like Instagram because it's the more visual one. And you can interact with people. Although I might do a TikTok live this week. Y'all are talking about TikTok. I might try the TikTok live. Yeah, well, TikTok has actually expanded now, so you can do up to 10 minutes on a TikTok because it was limited to like 30 seconds to a minute, and then it went three minutes, and I've just recently started crossing my thought for the days over on my TikToks. Okay, because you can go because, longer. Because you can go go longer. I just had a... Uh, actually, my, my current TikTok that's going crazy is called Political Bullshit Number 3. Okay, so I need to follow you on TikTok. <laughs> Um, Wake up, Rain. You're sleeping. I am answering questions. I love that you're answering questions. I I do have a ton of cooking videos on YouTube because they live there well. You know what I mean? Like they live at Mm -hmm. YouTube. But for me, my superpowers is is doing live cooking, and that's my favorite thing to do. So the Instagram live every week is my favorite. But I need to. Do you like to? Do you like to cook live things? Um, Realistic in nature. Hmm. Probably not. I'm probably pretty boring that way. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to like butcher a live animal (laughs) 
on the thing. Cauliflower. No lobster, no lobster in the pot. Okay. Yeah. I get yeah, the already that's... dead stuff. Mm. I don't mean to brag, but I cook already <laughs> dead stuff. You cook so already like dead. A, yeah, she's like a funereal kind of chef. Yeah, right? exactly. It's very yeah, but it's, chef. They always say it's better if you eat live food. I mean, you know, they, they all the health experts say it's really good if you eat live food. Are That's you supposed to like bend down in the garden and just eat the cauliflower yeah. off the stalk before it gets separated from the stalk? Well, I was actually thinking maybe more along the lines of, do I look like Jeffrey Dahmer? I mean, like whenever I order steak and they ask me how I want it done, I say I want it to move when I stab it. You like You're the rare. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. Now. Um, if, if it doesn't move, uh, Elmer will put it back on the hoof and send it back to the kitchen. Uh, I, wow. So Impressive. I did. So I want to find out that from you, because I think that this, uh, I always look at, um, you know, that the universe works in these very interesting ways. And, yep. And so, I mean, hope, I, I mean, I better believe that since it's been my, primary business for 30 over 30 years uh but this this last week i was actually uh talking um to a doctor which is rare because i don't usually i rarely go to doctors but i had a, a cause to go to a doctor uh you know and so um the uh but this doctor was was all about he really wanted me because I'm gluten free. Mm -hmm. I can't eat gluten. Same. And I used to be paleo mm -hmm. and I used to be a hardcore paleo. Uh, to, and we were talking about some stuff and this doctor is really like, I really want you to get rid of the carbs. He said, I would be happy if you didn't do 10 carbs a day. I really want you to just go really crazy with those good fats. And back when I was like hardcore paleo, I literally would go to the farmer's market. I would only buy local. I cooked everything from scratch. And, and I did that because I was getting over a heart virus. And mm. that eating actually got me off heart medication within a few months. It got me so that I got full recovery back of my heart. And I know it was good. I almost bankrupted my business because I couldn't barely work. I only had like 12% of my heart functioning when I got out of the hospital. And so, but now I look and I go, I cannot do that level of cooking any, I mean, I don't have the time to go to the farmer's market two or three times a week, make everything from scratch. And so, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, so, and now you're on the show. So I just thought it was perfect that you were here. That was, that's the, that's the, the end well, story of it. First of all, thank you for having me. Second of all, it's really weird that you say, oh, hi, Elizabeth. Thank It's It's also really weird that you say heart virus, because I was just on the phone with a friend of mine who lives in New York, who had a heart virus back in February and it caused her lungs to fill with fluid. And she thought she was having anxiety for months and then went in. And so it's interesting. It's just really weird how the universe works where you'll talk about something like that twice in a matter of four hours when you haven't, I haven't discussed a heart virus. I've never said those two words together. So I, th I already find that interesting. And uh, she has subsequently cut out sugars and grains and we were talking about things that she can do. So I hear you on the level of cooking because 
I have to write recipes literally to make my living when I I'm cooking for myself. Sure. When I write recipes, everybody's there ready to taste them and it's all exciting and stuff. And for the most part now, there's not a lot of failures. I'm pretty good at it. I've been doing this for many, many years, but for example, today I made a ricotta cheese with fava beans, uh, lime zest and uh, like an olive oil sauce. It was really, really good, but um, I'm writing a new cookbook, but when I'm cooking for myself, and for the, for the fam, which is just my husband and myself now, everything is super duper simple. I don't overdo anything because I can't, I can't, I was the mom who made three different meals for the three people in my household because everybody had different likes and, and, and I was trying to make everybody happy. Of course that your twenties and your thirties are for trying to make everybody happy. And then your forties are for yourself and on. And so I, I hear you on that. And like, for example, tonight, I literally just chopped up an onion Oh, did she freeze? She froze. Hi, Elizabeth. You got your hello. Elizabeth, Anna, come back. Come back. You You chopped up an onion and the computer started to cry (laughs) and you froze. Uh So I chopped up an onion, got a beautiful (laughs) pound of grass-fed beef from a rancher down the street, and then poured a jar of my own sauce on it because I know I can trust my own sauce that it's not adulterated with anything. And then- of you. I'm very saucy. Get sauced, y'all. And uh, oh, baby, squeeze my tomatoes. Um, and then, but, but I, I'm a huge fan of like you know how you go to the farmers market and you buy a thousand vegetables and then you don't use them and you throw them out. So I'm a huge fan of whatever's about to go bad. Just throw in the pan. Just cook it. If you put enough seasoning on it, it'll be great. And it was. It was awesome. So as as simple as we can make it, I I literally feel like I'm kicking people's butts to get back into the kitchen and not be so afraid of just whipping something up really fast. Because maybe, just maybe, the level of dedication that it took to stay strict paleo, it was too much. So you have to find different ways to make it work or it's not sustainable. It's just not. It, yeah. has, to, it has to be economically affordable and within reason with your schedule and available. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those three. Yep. I mean, Alma Numi. Al- <laughs> there we. She's frozen again. Um, Kevin, just... Uh, when she comes for course she comes back. Uh, you guys were thing, great. I could see you guys just fine. Yeah, you freeze. You froze when you were uh, saying talking about the um, coming back into the uh, into the kitchen. Um, but Kevin, uh, I can send you a free box because I didn't before because I knew you were doing the freshlies. But I get HelloFresh um, meal sent, so it has all the fresh ingredients and it has the recipe, and you just throw it together. But I can send you a free a free meal. They give them to me to give out. I, I would I would expect, but I want to I want to I'm going to go back. But thank you. I would suspect that um, that it still might have from what I'm hearing, but I'll have to check it out. But it would be a higher carb count. You can you can you can you can you can um, it does you can change like if you don't want potatoes, you can get more vegetables. You can get, and they send you just the meat, the vegetables, and you know if you want, if you get carbs, I usually get potatoes, but you don't have to get potatoes. So, but Anna, I'm I, to I, you know I want to thank you, Elmer. But um, so, you know, I am having a huge garden put in my front yard that's going to have all organic vegetables in it. This oh my god, summer. this is going to be amazing. So I'm I'm literally getting rid of three quarters of my lawn to replace it with a garden. Wow, love it. The, the front yard? Yep. Yeah, wait till you come down again, Elmer. <laughs> the landscaping here has really changed. Cool. 
And so, you know, I'm I'm contemplating because back when I was in Phoenix and I was doing paleo, I actually went somewhere and I bought a quarter of a bison from yeah. a local farm. And, you know, and just great meat. It was, you know, all no, no, like, you know, like I went to the farm, it was all organic or whatever. I mean, it didn't have any stuff. I mean, I had I had a Mustang convertible at the time. It was kind of funny going driving home with this quarter of a buffalo <laughs> hopping on one leg behind me, following me home. But you know, outside of that, <laughs> but you know, I used to love to cook, and I've just lost my love of cooking. I mean, I I loved to cook. Like cooking was my solace, and now it's my me too. And now it's my job. <laughs> now it's your job. It takes all the fun out of it. Well, I get that. And I'm saying that's why I feel like these are the I'm putting out hopefully what are the products that make things easier for people? Because at first I was like, why would anybody want to buy a sauce? Doesn't everybody make it from scratch every time they want to make it? Because that's what I did for 30 years. And then now that I have my own sauce scaled up, I'm like, oh, I'll never make it from scratch every as long as I have my own on hand. I'll never make it from scratch again. It just makes life so much faster and easier. But you can't try. I, I know that we kind of touched on this last time we talked, but it's just to me so disturbing how much you can't trust the labels and you almost need to get to know people who are making your food like your rancher who you got the quarter buffalo from. Same yep. thing on my end. Like I know them that those animals have not been outside Santa Barbara County. Oh, no. Did it freeze again? You guys froze, but then I was no. OK. No, OK, no, good. You're, I'm all paranoid good. now. I just did a speed test while we were talking. And it was really fast. So I don't know what's happening. Um, so I blame StreamYard. Let's have a class action lawsuit. Shall we? Um, yeah, I tried that before and Elmer just booted me off and said I didn't know what I was doing, which was probably true. But <laughs> <laughs> I digress. But yeah, no, I think it's important to know where your food comes from. And then, you, yeah, you're right. You have to somehow figure out how to prep your food again because the, the the kiss of death is okay my doc says i have to cut out some carbs i'm tired i'm gonna just call takeout Ugh, what well, comes with the fries or the potatoes or the rice or whatever the starchy filler thing is that's that you know what i mean or if you sit down at the mexican restaurant you love the mexican food you're like i'm gonna i'm just gonna get fajitas and guacamole it's gonna be fine and then you're like then they set the chips down you're like ah, ha, ha. you know it's it's real like it's really real and just to be able to prepare your own stuff it doesn't have to be like restaurant quality. However, I like coming up with easy weeknight meals that taste restaurant quality so that you'll never, I will never pay for a steak in a steakhouse again, unless I'm like on a business meeting or something. Cause I just make my own at home and it's a quarter of the price and it's so good and easy, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, and you're right. I mean, getting, I, I have to, reinitiate into the area because I don't know where the farmers markets are here and I don't and I'm sure there's got to be a place where I can get you know uh, you know free range natural stuff and things sure. like this but I'll tell you I mean after I after after I left the appointment I came home tired and I was just like I just don't want to cook I just don't want to eat. I just can't. I just, I just can't do this again. So I called an order to Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There we go. True but fact. Gluten-free crust. <laughs> True fact. Domino's gluten-free crust 
is not half bad. I mean, I'm sure it's terrible for you, but taste-wise, it's not half bad. So therefore, they got, I mean, I've been to some restaurants that are like, there is a pizza place here that's insanely good. And I moved in the middle of foodie country, wine country here north of Santa Barbara. And they have a place that has like the best pizza for like counties and counties and counties. And their gluten-free crust is absolutely revolting. And I'm like, really? You guys have like a pro <laughs> chef and you can't figure it out? So it keeps me from eating carbs because I'm like, I'm not even going to have it. It's not worth the carbs. Yeah. But Domino's gluten-free crust, I'd probably eat that. Well, uh, Dr. Kevin, I just want to let you know, because here in the desert, we obviously have very little resources. You know, everything here, we're it's that kind of processed food industry. So it's really hard to go somewhere and get something that has any kind of flavor. So when I travel, I make sure I try to, you know, farm to table. But we've been ordering from Crowd Cow for a very long time. They and I love their stuff. And I think you also ordered from they used, they used to be uh, one of our podcast sponsors. We really liked them. They're great. They have good quality stuff. Yeah. I, every time we've ever ordered from them, it's been spectacular. Yeah. Better you know, than that other one that people have probably heard of. I, I don't want to talk about that one. Well, you know, uh, you can tell me later off air. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I actually went over and, you, you know, I know people are going to, some people would think I was kooky, but, you know, when I decided to get the quarter of a quarter of a bison, they said, you know, we're going to be uh, slaughtering it in like next week. And they said, are you curious? Do you want to see it? And I said, absolutely. And I went over and I got as close as I yeah. could and I like talked to it and I thanked it for its sacrifice and that I, I wanted it to know that I would, you know, and I do a prayer before food that basically, you know, acknowledges, uh, you know, that this food is, you know, giving up its essence so that I can live and that I'm grateful for that. I mean, I love that. I do that prayer all over the place. Um, thank you. Uh, and rain um, in Phoenix, we had, we had a couple of uh, farmers markets. I know it was one on Cactus Street that happens every weekend. It's pretty big, but usually, you know, they're. And I'm surprised Las Vegas doesn't have more. You know, farmers they have those, but they have like craft stuff. Like, how much soap can you buy? You know, or like, can you buy 800 pounds of strawberries? I'm like, I, you know, I still have the other 800 pounds from last year in the freezer. You know, decomposing. I, I just everything's <laughs> freezer burnt. So I just ordered the meat and stuff from Crowd Cow, and I gotta tell you, their lobster tails and their free range stuff—that's. But you know, you gotta wait, and and they're quick. I mean, it's a couple of days, but still, you don't have anything to eat in those couple of days. You don't see it in the in the freezer. What do you do? Pizza. Take out. Yeah. So rain. So rain. When you come over. When you come over to hang out if it's still in the, the, the if, if it's in the grabbing season i had a small garden last year and every time i walked by it i just pick a couple of cherry tomatoes off of it i pick a couple of green beans eat them right off the thing so we'll go shopping mm. in the garden at the front of the house and i'll That's have awesome. some kind of meat and then we'll just cook together i'd, I'd be love great it would be super that. simple and awesome We'll put exactly. on one of Anna's videos and then That's we'll right. make fun of her while we're making something completely different than this. Hey! <laughs> Wait we'll a just, minute! We'll Elmer crop her into it really big. Does Anna <laughs> approve of this? <laughs> <laughs> so how did you go 
from making people happy through laughter to making people happy with food? Um, okay, so I don't know if you know this about comedians, but we are a, we can lean to being a depressive bunch. And so the entertainment industry is such that you have to wait for the phone to ring. And I don't like that. That's against my nature. But you do. You, the protocol is the actors are the last to know anything. So, you know, you can get on stage. You can tell jokes. And I love doing that. I will continue to do that. And I love it. But I was really depressed after a TV show I was on was canceled. And a friend of mine contacted me and was like, I heard you produce podcasts, which I did at the time. I was producing other people's podcasts. And uh, he said, I have a book that I want to get out there. And it was Vinnie Tortorich wanting to promote Fitness Confidential. And uh, he's like, can you produce the podcast and we'll co-host and it'll be great. And I was like, no, dude, that's a ton of work. I'm not doing that. Like hard pass. And he goes, do me a favor because Vinny's never wanted to take no for an answer. He said, mm -hmm. read my book. And I read it and it was so great that I was like, I don't know. And I just said yes. And I had no idea why. And I still, you know, you try to piece things back together because you're like, if I could apply what I know now about that experience, maybe I could apply it to future stuff. And I still can't figure out why I said yes, other than the fact that I was super depressed and a little bored, honestly, because I was tired of waiting for the phone to ring. So I said yes. And I was already blogging gluten-free recipes for years. And when I started podcasting with Vinny and I switched my focus to no sugars, no grains, which is what he invented and still preaches to this day, um, my whole health shifted, my whole life shifted. And I still am, you know, the female voice of NBC. I still do cartoons. I still do video games. I'm still doing uh, stand up dates, not as much now since the pandemic, but still doing them. But I am more focused on launching this direct-to-consumer company and getting into grocery stores, doing the sauces, doing the spices. We're working on dressings and we're working on uh, cheese crisps. Again, all cleanly sourced with no junk added, which is a whole thing. And um, yeah, I kind of took it from there because I thought to myself, well, there's one thing I could do until I'm an old lady. And that is I can cook. I can cook until I'm an old lady and tell people and help people and uplift people that way. So if, if Hollywood's not having me, I can always do that. And it's interesting because I have had quite a career alongside of it along the way, but that's kind of where it came from being depressed. And he just caught me on the right day. I'm sure that probably your husband is happy that Hollywood's not still having you. <laughs> yeah. Listen, he, and now he cooks. I always joke that he's ASAG, all sugars, all grains. And he's, he's that, he's that 20% of the population that can eat whatever he wants and he's ripped and he looks amazing. And I am not that percentage of the population. So to watch him go on the journey of change, although this morning I got, he saw on Instagram that our local baker was making babka. And so he left at eight 30 in the morning and got an, ent and not just, he didn't get a slice of babka. He got an entire loaf of babka and he walked back in and had this giant thing of babka and was eating the babka, was holding the babka. And I was like, Oh, to be you. Oh, to be you. <laughs> And I was like, what does that taste like? Is it like, he's like, it's fine. I was like, shut up. It has to be amazing. Tell me it's amazing. <laughs> and tell me how to make it out of cauliflower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cauliflower and tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I'm going to ask a question here, um, which is, I mean, I get, so first of all, there was something you said before, and I wanted to point this out. We've been having more and more and more and more awareness because we 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 had your partner in crime on our show last year, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and um, that people are starting to kind of pull their head out of the clouds or someplace. Mm -hmm. Out of their clothes. Someplace where the sun don't shine. And they're realizing how ridiculously addictive sugars are. Mm -hmm. And so they're, they're, they're kind of grasping that, you know, but nobody ever talks about how addictive carbs are processed carbs. And I really think that there is an addictive quality to the processed carbs. And I mean, you know, you get this, you get these cravings where you can almost like you're, you're like tasting in your mouth and the only way to, you know, do it. Well, that to me is like, okay, we got an addiction going on here. This is, you know, if, if you're looking and, and, you know, I mean, and I grew up in a household where, you know, we, we would have, you know, you know, we would have rice and baked potato and mm-hmm. pasta and, and a side, side of bread. bread. Yeah, you yep. had the bread on the side, no matter what. Yep. And then you I, put the you put the country crock or the margarine on the bread. Yeah, see, this is my, you know, the funny thing was, my thing was always like, I hated country crock. I hated margarine. I was like, give me butter. And they'd be like, you can't tell the difference. And butter's bad for you. And I'm like, okay. I can tell the difference. And as a little kid, every time I could say, you just gave me margarine. <laughs> And I'd spit it out and I'd go get the butter. <laughs> I could always tell. You and have of good course, taste what buds. did we find out? Margarine was worse for you in the long That's run. Right. I knew well, it. Oh, what have we found out now that the big food industry has made all kinds of crappy products to try to pull the wool over our eyes? That here's here's one that always gets me is that for years I was trying to figure out how to add more fiber to the diet. And then they would say, like, add psyllium husk or take your metamucil or whatever. And because they said you will get colon cancer if you don't have enough fiber, right? So then to come to find out that psyllium husk is just the leftover byproduct of processing wheat. And they had it sitting in silos, just sitting there. They're like, what do we do with all the psyllium husk? I don't know. Let's sell it to the people under a thing and make them think they need to have the fiber from the psyllium husk. And then cut to all of us going, well, we better have the psyllium husk. And I don't know if you've done psyllium husk on a regular basis, but it's that thing where your stomach gets more and more and more and more bloated because it's, it's yeah. you know what I mean? And they tell you, well, it's it's taking, it looks like your 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 large intestine has all those divots, right? Um and it's take it's pulling the 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 refuse the waste off of the and it's such BS it's all BS your large intestines your your colon is perfectly capable of excreting what it needs to excrete on its own that's its job and so when I heard the stuff like that I was like I literally spent years trying to like okay if I just eat fiber better. It's my fault. It's my fault. I di- I'm doing fiber wrong. Like I just need to suffer through these, these pains that I'm having. And it just enrages me that we've all bought into it because we didn't know, you know what I mean? It's not our fault. We didn't know we were sold. This is great marketing, great advertising. So there's, there's my silly husk poop tirade. <laughs> I know. Well, what stand a by of, it. What a load of poop. Right. <laughs> I have a segment on my radio show called What a Load of Crap. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are again. There you go. Well, you know, we've been, you know, the the thing is we keep on letting them get away with it and we don't hold them accountable and we don't go back that, you know, oh, well, and this created this new, 
this new health issue and well why are you depressed well let's look at your diet your diet can definitely make you depressed it can definitely support your depression i mean you know and so and what you do is you have the, the the two giants of industry farmer and food passing us back and forth like you know like cattle in one of those cattle shoots uh okay here you take your pound of flesh off them and make your money here they are back now they need you okay here you go now they need you and Which, we're just getting you know laboratory I, rats and cash cows by the way i don't even i don't necessarily hold the farmers responsible and i'm talking about the small farmers i don't hold them responsible because they are a part of the they're a cog in their machine as well and the farmers have been completely dicked over time and time again and i i hate that that has happened because they've been told like they, they can't save seeds or they can't like there's so much that farmers are put through and and their their agency and autonomy is dwindling again and again and again. And it really takes a strong farmer to be like, no, I'm going to stop this madness and I'm going to turn my farm into whatever the thing is to do it. And it, it could, it's, right. it's wherever they can find to make a profit. But yeah, I, I and, I'm with you. It's, it's, no, they don't I care said, about people. Said, they don't care about people. Pharma, like pharmaceuticals. Right. Oh, pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals. Oh, food Those a-holes. That are going, yeah, big yeah. pharma. Got it. Big yeah. pharma. Yeah, no. I just wanted to go on a farmer tirade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You know, you heard what you needed to have, needed to hear, so you. Can I hear what I need to hear. Needed to vomit. Classic female. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. You're no, I, 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 big pharma show. is is absolutely infuriating. And Except, yeah, they're in bed with with the food industry. Yep. Oh, yeah. And the American and the AMA. I mean, yeah. you line up the alphabet and they have two or three things in common. They screw us over. They own yeah. our politicians and mm-hmm. they're laughing all the way to the bank. Right. Well, so, Dr. Kevin, you said, too, there's not anything that we can do about it in the sense that, like, you're right. I feel like I'm not going to run for office because screw that noise, because that sounds like a terrible life. That's not my path. But what we're all doing right now and talking about it and having a dialogue, it's literally going to change on a one-on-one conversation, case-by-case basis. It changes via the grassroots operations of podcasts, live streams. It changes with the word of the people getting out there. It changes one kitchen at a time, generally one mom or one parent at a time who's trying to educate the next generation. Because when Vinny and I started this 11 years ago, we were considered nuts. And, And we were like, dude, all we want people to do is cook real food. That's all. Just cook real food and move your body. And I don't know how many ways we can repeat that, but we've managed to make 11 years of content out of eat real food and move your body. <laughs> but that's it. Right. That's it. And the diet industry wants you to have like, well, it's six minute abs and it's do this program and have this shake. And if you're, if you're not successful at it, you're not doing it hard enough. So go at it and do it harder and be better and spend the extra money and you should buy our $400 plan and the thing. And Vinny and I have left a ton of money on the table because that's just not, I just, I need to be able to sleep at night, you know, Well, you know, and I want to, say that I, I do actually believe there are things that we need to, that we can do and we need to do. And there's the, there's whole list of things we can do without running for office to change it from the state level up. And part of it is awareness and part of it is talking about it. And 
Part of it is podcast. Part of it is giving people the, the, the knowledge that they have choices. People don't know they have choices. So right. here's, a, here's a very simple one because, you know, I've been in practice for 32 years. Part of what I do is I work as a medical intuitive. And so I will work with people on what is their body saying they want and they don't want. I love that. I love that. And so, but, you know, do this. And so if somebody came to you and, 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 and I, one of the questions I always ask is how many bowel movements do you have? And they go, Oh, one, one, every couple of weeks, but <gasps> my doctor said, that's fine. You know, some people, they don't all have it the same. I'm like, so your medical doctor told you once every couple of weeks is okay. Or even once. That is, honestly, days. that is shocking. That is shocking. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. That's fine. I just, I, the, the amount of doctors don't take nutrition. Yeah. They don't, they don't get that education. The majority of their in-services are paid for by pharmaceutical companies. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so they are going to, and, and sometimes it's not even their fault. I mean, sometimes, I mean, the individual doctor that even tries to be really good is like that individual farmer. I mean, this doctor that I just went to, he left, uh, he had all the traditional things and he's moved into a more non-traditional. The guy that helped me with my heart virus, the same thing. He was a cardiologist who has a full-time practice now helping people recover and prevent heart disease by ignoring most of what Western medicine right. is saying right. about heart disease. I mean, and, and he if has- he tried to do that 10, 15 years ago, he probably would have been laughed out by his, and now it, it's opening up more and you just got to trust it. Like if really yeah. educated people like this cardiologist is like F that noise, I got to go do this and I got to help people this way. He's been doing it for about a decade now. That's that good. You, yeah. like, please let it spread. Yeah. <laughs> let get out there. He's out there. Um, so now I'm going to go back to a question for you. The, the, okay. the expert cook here. And, you know, if you looked at tonight's show, all of you, uh, you know how to get in touch with, with uh, Anna. We have her website. We have all of her stuff. You can always reach out to Rain. She's the answerer of all questions. Uh, but her answer will always involve low carb crab cakes. Just know that always just know always. if you ask, that's what you will receive. But you're going to make this kafuti with cauliflower. You're doing all of these different <laughs> things, but rumors. what rumors. Yeah. These are not, this is not the word on the street. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, we're being silly. Go ahead, Dr. Kevin. Okay. So, but I hear something like this doctor saying to me, and I'm not saying he's completely wrong. I just was kind of, you know, I'm three days away from the appointment and I'm having you on tonight. So I'm taking advantage of it because you spent a lot of time in this area. But he says something to me like, I'd be happy if you could keep it to 10 carbs a day. 10 grams of carbs. 10 grams of carbs. Correct. Yep. That seems a little restrictive. Yeah. I'll be honest. But what is, yeah, because everything you're still making, you're making with vegetables and vegetables are carbs. Here, here's the thing. And I think Chris Cresser uh, did a, a long thing about, first of all, the BS that is net carbs. When people try to count the nutritional packet, I call it keto explosion at the grocery store. 
everywhere yeah. you turn in the grocery store, there's a cracker, there's a cookie, there's a thing. There's, by the way, there's keto flour. And you know what it has in it? Vital wheat gluten, oat fiber, wheat flour. It's not keto. And, they're, and they label it on the front, keto flour. So right away, wrong. So I don't even want, but what people do is they pick up the label and they look at the carb count and they try to count carbs. And then it says, oh, it's only four gram of net carbs, but it was 17 grams of carbs. And then it's four gram of net carbs. Please stay away from all that stuff. I am very much the proponent of eat real food. So I would much rather you make real food and eat real food, vegetables included, all kinds of vegetables, because I am not carb phobic when it comes to vegetables. So Chris Kresser, who's a, a doctor who, uh, he did a big long piece on this. And again, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the lady that you come to when you're like, okay, I'm going to cut out the processed sugars and grains. What do I cook? I'll tell you that. But I will say in my experience, from what I've witnessed, having worked with hundreds of thousands of people over the years, it wasn't a tomato or a parsnip or a, 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 what's another one that people are like, oh, spaghetti squash. Like it wasn't, that's not what got us fat. We didn't get fat from that. But people go, okay, I'm in diet mentality now and I have to count my net carbs. And so if I have that vegetable, if I have extra cauliflower rice, it's going to send me over the edge. I've, I've gone past 10 or 20 or whatever your line of demarcation is. And so now I'm going to get fat. And I'm like, I promise you cruciferous vegetables never made anybody fat. So when he says, keep it down to 10 grams, I see what he's saying, like the message in that. And I would ask him for clarity. I would tell you to ask him for clarity, but I am also coming from the philosophy of, I don't like to count stuff. I think counting stuff leads to diet mentality. I'm a recovering anorexic from 30 years ago. So I don't like to count stuff. I like to eat real food and know myself. And then if I'm full, I stop eating and I really respect that process but it took a while to get to it because I was the queen of dieting. I was the queen of knowing what, what carb gram was and everything, what fat gram, what calorie, all the things. I could count all the things. And then I was the queen of the maestro of if I just have this trough of spinach salad, then I know I can have a brownie that's this big at the end of the day and I'm still within my points. And it's all just like this math job of like accounting that you're doing. And honestly, don't we have more things to present to the world? Don't we have better things to contribute to our families and to the world than to sit and count calories about a thing? So that's my perspective. That being said, if you have to count and that's what keeps you on track, do it. I'm never, I'm not shaming anybody. You have to do, you're an adult, you get to choose. But I would also say, I would ask him for clarity, first of all, on the 10 grams. Second of all, I don't think it includes cruciferous or leafy green vegetables. I would think it just is like, if he says, if he tells you 10 grams and you're just eating meat, fat, vegetables, and the occasional little handful of nuts, you're going to be just fine. And if you do that for four to six weeks and you're not fine, then go in and investigate and, and gather that data. Because it's never, it's never like you're not in your finished state, right? We think like, okay, I ate 10 grams of carbs for, I did it for eight weeks. So now I've achieved my final form. And it's like, doesn't work that way. Now, like, we're constantly evolving. And that's a very good point. And that's a point that I want to highlight for our guests. Because, you know, I have done, I mean, I went through this big, huge thing just as we went into the pandemic that I got really got in shape and I lost some weight and I was doing keto and I was feeling really good. I was the smallest I'd been in 30 years. Um, and it wasn't the pandemic that did me in. It was, I ended up having frozen shoulder and I had to stop working out. Right. And the thing is, and this is always my, 
my balance point is that I love food. I am a foodie. Me too. Me and too. So it's like I will I I in during that time period it would be like, okay, I'm gonna do an extra workout so I can eat more. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the, that's the calorie and calorie up bank mentality. We have that, we have that bank in our yeah. head of like, oh, I did 10 extra minutes on the treadmill so I can have a little more wine. Right. And, and it's like, it actually doesn't work that way. And nor should it work that way. Because if you're eating mostly real foods, you're eating nice fats, you're eating the meat. And I'm not talking about crazy keto where you're like just pounding bacon and pouring olive oil over everything. I'm talking about like just rational, reasonable real food, right? And adding, like, let's say you have a salad and you put the avocado on there and you put the steak or you put the chicken or you put the salmon, right? And you feel full at the end of your lunch. You feel good, you know? And and it should feel normal just to eat that way, but it might take a long time because we have so many preconceived things about, um, I, you have to peel back a lot of beliefs about food. We all have to peel back a lot of beliefs that come around. And so if you're a foodie and you want to eat, I'm like, that's great, do that. And then save your carb explosion of joy for like the really beautiful, perfect thing. Don't, don't hemorrhage it on a Domino's gluten-free pizza. Yeah. Well, that was, that was definitely a, a, I'm exhausted. I'm, I, I I get it. But uh, I get it. I I do not judge. Trust me. Uh, here come the judge. Here come the judge. Here come the judge. We, okay. we only have three minutes left to see. You know? Oh, I don't like that. Here's the last question for you, Miss Anna. Okay. So I, 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 I love you guys, by the way. You're the best. I, I, I be gluten-free. I cook for gluten-free. But I have a type 1 diabetic husband. And he has to have a minimum amount of carbs because he cannot go into ketosis. D- hold and- on. Hold on. Dietary uh, I'm sorry. Dietary ketosis is different than ketoacidosis. Those are two completely different things. So let's not confuse the terms only because I don't want anybody to think dietary ketosis or keto, which is a state of, of being, uh, using your body, using ketones for energy confused with dietary, I'm sorry, ketoacidosis, which by the way, of my best friend's brother died of ketoacidosis. He was a type one diabetic. She's a type one diabetic. It's, it was a mess. So I, you're, you're right. Type 1 diabetics have to be uber careful. That being said, there are a lot of type 1 diabetics who, and my friend included, not her brother, unfortunately, but my friend included, who went keto, not ketoacidosis, but went keto and cut her uh, insulin intake in half. That's just a purely anecdotal thing, but it can be done and you have to be extra careful. Type one diabetics have to really, because they, they have that middle of the night thing where they can wake up and it's plunged. And you have to be extra careful. I know about those nights. Yeah. <laughs> I've been rough. there. It's really rough. It is, but it is doable. And I just want to make that clarification because that was what, that's a big um, thing that we used to come up against. And so I just want to, you know, but do, and, and, and honestly, if you have a medical thing, do what's right for your medical thing. You know what I mean? Don't don't yeah. try some diet because you're like, well, that sounds great. So I know Take that we're going to need to be wrapping down here. Miss Anna, my 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 last thing. I want to know when am I going to tune into one of your Instagrams or one of your things? And Thank I'm going to have you and I'm going to see you doing the best of both worlds, which is doing the stand-up comedy routine while you're cooking. <laughs> They are a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Um, 
on YouTube, sure. I have a lot of videos where I'm cooking and also a lot of, I do a dual stand-up act about uh, marriage. Anybody in a long-term relationship will appreciate that. I do it with my husband, who's also a comic. So we do a lot of cooking videos uh, together, but he's off camera because he's camera shy, but don't worry. He makes his opinion heard. Um, every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, I do a clubhouse check-in. So you can come hang out, get check-in. If you're like just new to this, you want to try it out, come listen to what people are saying. They're giving their check-ins. Tuesday, I'm on camera, though, on uh, Instagram at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Internet. I'm on the TikTok and the Instagram mostly. That's where I like to hang so out. So. You, I'm going to look for you to follow me on TikTok. And I'm Perfect. Be following Great. you back. Perfect. Because right. I'll we get this when you follow me. We got to go. In three, in three weeks, we have Josh Johnson. In um, two weeks, right? Two weeks. No, three weeks. Three Is weeks. It three weeks out? Today's the 22nd. Then we have the 29th. Then we have the 5th. Then oh. we have the 12th. Bye. Yes. Three Bye. Weeks. Bye. And then we have to go in a. You Thank you for having me. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching or listening to the Laughing, Loving, Into Live show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or support us with Buy Me a Coffee. To catch all of the latest from Laughing, Loving, and Alive, you can follow us on Instagram at Laughing, Loving, and Alive and on Facebook at laughing, loving, and alive. Thanks again, and see you next time.